Hello and welcome back to the Progress with Unity podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to look back to the game against uh, Peterborough and the game at the weekend against Charlton. We've got a bit of a squad together tonight. Um, last week's host, who did a, an okay job, Mr Pendlebury, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks, Si. Yeah, good to be back in my panellist chair. I can talk a bit more now. Absolutely. Um, Paul, how are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I just said, uh, obviously, Adam did a, a good job last week, and you're you, you just winding him up. Oh, well, you never say that I do a good job. But well, well, welcome back, Si. Welcome back. I think back into you, the you, you're for granted, Simon. That's the thing. Well, that's it. Wherever I am, I'm making his way back onto the subs bench um, after a, a spell on the sidelines. Um, Mr. Barry Worthington. Good evening, Barry. Good evening. Um, well, I'm about fifty percent, I think, this evening. That's why I'm on the bench. Uh, but we're we're desperately short, so. Um, yeah, it was I, ten I minutes of Yeah, it'll kill me the first ten minutes, and I'll be I'll be breathing out my asshole come seventy <laughs> minutes. But there we go. Absolutely, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, right then, so the game at the Valley on Saturday. A uh, couple of familiar faces in the Charlton Athletic team. Um, and we'll go straight straight to the scoreline. Uh, Charlton Athletic one, Wigan Athletic nil. Let's first of all analyse the Charlton goal. Okay, um, Barry, do you see anyone at fault? Anyone who could have done anything better? Um, <laughs> the concentration of stopping goals, isn't it, Jamie Jones? Uh, I remember a few years ago listening to a, an interview with David Seaman and he, he used to say that during games Arsenal and England used to be so dominant, dominant that it was very hard for him to keep his concentration what he used to do was pinch his own backside and apparently one day he came off, off, off at the end of a game and he was bleeding it looked like his bottom had been whipped mm-hmm. Um I think that's a tactic that Jamie Jones should start to use because, my goodness, oh, um, yeah, he has a great game and then he drops a clanger. That was a terrible goal for him to concede. Yes, I, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not mincing my words, that was a terrible goal. But it's not the first time this season either. Um, I'll come to Pendlebury next because, obviously, I know you're, you're a very much um, supportive of Jamie Jones, aren't you? Um, well... I don't. I don't think he's a superb keeper. I mean, I think he struggles on his. I think he's always struggled on his long range shots. I think there was a spell back in early 2019 when I think he let five goals in a row from outside of the box. So I don't think he's ever been good at those. Um, and but to be fair to him, he's kept us in some games with his with his um, sort of close range reflex work and. He, he catches quite well, really. So I think he's probably, I think he's probably best we can get for this level and what we've got at the moment. I mean, obviously the uh, Owen Evans is the one that we're not sure about because he, he he does look like he's got some talent, but big step up from uh, you know playing, I guess as a lone player to actually being you know first 
at your parent club, first team player at your parent club. So I'd like to see maybe you can get a little bit of game time at league, possibly. Um, or Barry's coming in. Yeah, just about Owen Evans. Um, he was very close to team of the season last season in, in League Two for his performances at both Macclesfield and Cheltenham. And I know both both of those clubs absolutely raved about him. Um, and his distribution, uh, having you know what I've seen, is is 100% better than Jamie Jones's. I hate knocking players, especially in this this position we're in at the moment. But um, like you, Adam, I'd like to I'd like us to at least try him and see what he's like and give him give him an opportunity. But he, he does come yeah. with highly recommended, and I know he's liked by the coaches at the club as well. Yeah, well, I liked him. I think the games we a couple of games that we've seen in one of the cup competitions. I seem to remember him playing maybe against Blackpool in a competition. I think he did well. So, yeah, he, he looks the part, doesn't he? And, and the young keepers these days, they all seem to be pretty good, don't they? With the feet, distribution, you know, the sort of the next generation after Jones, they're all, they all tend to be quite good. So, yeah, I mean, but the other thing I would say about that goal, just to put a different spin on it, I, I thought it was a bit poor from Lee Evans for me. He got he got caught wrong side and then pulled him pulled him down. We gave way too many free kicks away. Um, and I think, although I wouldn't have expected it to come in that way, I think it was inevitable that they'd score from a free kick eventually. Um, we've talked about one end of the pitch, and it's something we'll go into a bit more detail when we talk about the Peterborough game, but the other end of the pitch and the attacking threat. Obviously, Joe Garner probably had our best chance where he blasts wide, he, you know, he blasts the ball wide for about eight yards midway through the first half. That could have been a really pivotal uh, point in the game. I don't know if you remember that, Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah, was, I thought he brought it down well. I think Otterbard set it up, didn't he? Yeah, he had a good run on the left, brought it down, did everything right, got his head over the ball, but his, his direction was just off, wasn't it? It's one of them that, if you look at that guy in the Peterborough game last night, he was clinical when he got his chance. So, yeah, I think you've... That's unfortunately the side of it, the sign of a side that's in the bottom four. When you both in both boxes, you're making errors, and, and I think that's where we're at at the moment, really. But that, you know, we could have said that's what we were like for a bit last season, weren't we? As well. Yeah. Um, you know, we were unlucky not to be um, not not to get an equaliser with seven minutes left, weren't we? When Lee Evans he hit the crossbar from inside the Charlton area, resulting in the ball bouncing dangerously close to the line. Um, but the ref said it was Ollie Yates went to the weekend, ruled out the goal and the appeals for the handball. What's what's your guys' take on that? Well, I thought, um, without saying a shadow of a doubt, that goal should have stood. Will um, Keane just run around the back of uh, the defender, never touched him, but he went to ground like he'd been doing all afternoon winning soft free kicks. Uh, but surely there has to be contact. You can't just give a free kick because somebody's gone down. So, it, it was quite an astonishing decision to disallow that goal. But as far as the penalties were concerned, I didn't think either were a penalty, if I'm being honest. More than contact, isn't it? It's foul play. <coughs> this is the thing. We were having this debate on the um, on, a, on a call at work this morning um, regarding VAR and, like, always oh, touched him. And, and if the VAR decided that it wasn't... Um, a penalty, then he had to give him a yellow card for diving. 
It's like, you know, there should there is a gap between foul play and you know somebody going down for you know somebody's going down for no reason when he's not been touched. Um, you know, then that that's cheating at the other end. Whereas you know, fouling somebody is is cheating by the you know by the aggressive player. Whereas going down when you've not been touched is is cheating by the non-aggressive player, if you like. Um, but there, there is a middle ground, you know, and I, I think I think in, in this day and age, with, especially with the TV video things, giving it one way or the other, it's been forgotten about. But, you know, it's, as we said before, strikers are remembered for goals that they, they score. Um, like Adam talked about a guy being clinical. Um, and, and keepers are remembered for mistakes. It's, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. Sorry, say that again. Hope he stays on Twitter for further um, discussion, uh, if you'd like. I'm sure Paul will be interested in having a conversation with someone around that area, won't you, Paul? Yeah, it's, I, like I say, there's, there's a gap in the middle, and, and that's where the interpretation comes in. That's what makes it a game that you have conversations about. Yeah. Um, Barry, Adam... Are you one of the um, Willy Wonka style winners of the um, Latix uh, email? Did you get the email saying you're a super fan? Yes, I got it. 104. I was one of the 104. Um, Adam? No. Have, no. You, have you missed the game then? No, didn't get one. Oh. Don't know on what grounds I should have got one. Uh, what, were the, what were the criteria? Watch streaming every game so far this season. Uh, You've got to watch it on Matic TV rather than your dodgy box. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, that's defamatory. I've bought every game this season. I wasn't talking about yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'd... What? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I've uh, watched bought all of them. See, I, I, I'm feeling oh, actually, that. No, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll have to have a think. We'll have to have a think. We could have, uh, we could have uh, possibly. Uh, Gerald might have. Gerald might have got one of them. So. Ah, I see. So you did watch it, but maybe. Uh, that was an error, that then, wasn't it? That's an error. Should have put it all in my name. Well, that says everything. That. It does. It does. Anyway, we'll come on to the takeover later. Um, so Tuesday night, we um, we rocked up back to the the D Dub, um, home of Wigan Athletic. And uh, t- took on uh, Jimmy Bullard's former side, Peterborough. Hello, posh fans. Um, the game, uh, quick scoot through. We were the, the more dominant team, really, um, in every area. Um, but we didn't get the results. And it was um, a really good finish from Johnson Clark Harris. Uh, just before the half-hour mark, which gave Peterborough uh, the victory at the DW. And as we, as I alluded to before, I think our um, lack of uh, firepower up front, Otterbar, Solomon Otterbar got um, nullified. It, um, it really uh, you know, scuppered our chances going forward. Um Matty Palmer made his debut. looked looked decent in in midfield. Um, and before we go into talking about the the firepower up front and and how the game went, for me, I feel that we should have um, attacked Butler 
far more in that uh, first half because he picked up a yellow card quite early on, didn't he? Their left back. Uh, well, we did. We did. We did. He should and have had another was... one. Yeah, should should have had another had... yellow card. At least one, Adam. At least one. And ball, deliberate and ball. Who gets substituted after back. half an hour? He, Ferguson knew that he was getting sent off. That's why he took him off. Mm. He had no, he, he had no idea how to handle uh, basically because Massey was overlapping as well, wasn't he? He couldn't handle that side. I thought we did. I, I can't blame us really. I, I thought we did all right, me on that side. I think I think the referee had a stinker again. Uh, well, he should have mm. sent him off. I think the, I think the biggest disappointments um, for me last night was, I mean, I'm going to cook. In fact, I'll go straight in. Jamie Jones, some really good saves last night. Um, you know, flip side from Saturday, but Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? One day, you know, have a really good game in that, and it's a pressure position, isn't it, keeper? Because you're on your own, um, and if you make a mistake, it tends to tends to show. Um, but the defenders, um, Dino Johnson and Curtis Tilt. Um, for for the goal, it was a pretty simple ball into the area, and just we we left uh, the the Peterborough striker. Um, Calvin, pardon, Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris. I with thought the, his name was Calvin Harris. With, with the freedom of Wigan, um, to to slot the ball home. Nothing Jamie Jones is going to do from that sort of range. Um, Pendles, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it's happened quite a bit this season. I was commenting last night uh, on on the game because when the ball's bouncing and we're attacking, there doesn't seem to be anyone reacting to it, you know, just a bash it in the net. Whereas we're, we seem very slow to react to a situation. So, And I think that's that's why on many occasions, I can remember the Doncaster game, I can remember uh, the... the in fact, the game on Saturday on times at Charlton and, and a few times last night where you just look at it and think, how can, a, how can a forward player have so much space in the box? You know, it's either not reacting or the second one is is just simply, I don't know what they're doing, leaving men for each other or what they're actually doing. Uh, but I, I will mitigate that to say that that was the only the second game that that defence had played together last night, wasn't it? So... You'll, you'll you know, we find had some real pro- positive in anything, you. No, I think, I think you, I, right, I, I find a posi- Yeah, I find a positive in anything at the moment because we're still we're still playing football. Well, <laughs> so. This is true. I mean, for me, you know, uh, yes, it's only the second game. Professional footballers, you, you you deal with those situations. That's your bread and butter. They may have only played two games together, but how many times have they trained together and will have trained defending? Balls into the area. I'm not. Yeah. Saying, I'm. I'm just going for the. Um, I'm just going to go, I'm playing the negative card here. I just want to. I just want a bit of debate, heated debate. Come on, Pendleton. Oh, well, well, I'll. I'll come back there with you, Si, and just say, well, you know, we're talking here at the bargain basement level. How bad, in general, this season of Man United's defence looked, and how much money did they cost, and how, how, what are their wages? They're ab- they've been absolutely pathetic. I mean, Maguire's been pathetic. Uh, whatever he's called, Lindelof. By everybody else you can think of, they've all been absolutely pathetic. So actually, for the I think for value for money, we're getting a lot better value for money than we than Man United are getting into their defence. Fair enough. Fair enough. Barry. Um. Yeah. 
you've got to start a roll here, really, haven't you? Yeah, well, for me, there was uh, uh, a lack of energy in the final third and a lack of quality as well. I, I thought that was what We kept the ball well at times and knocked it about. There was one or two passes went astray, but like Adam says, forgive them that because uh, they've not been together so long. Um, but it's just that final third with that energy. Uh, when Peterborough attacked yesterday, they did it with like proper gusto and, and they were, you know they were supporting each other and they flooded forward. When we attacked, it was kind of ponderous and there was no there was no bursting forward. There was no people running onto balls, uh, and the quality of delivery into the box was was pretty 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 poor from from everybody. Even Cal, who usually knocks a good ball in. Uh, I think we missed Tom Pierce last night as well. Definitely missed him going down that left hand side. Uh, he drives a good ball in, which in turn gives you James on the right hand side instead of being stuck over there. Um, I think he played all right, James, though, didn't he? I thought he played okay. Yeah, yeah I've, been, position. I've been impressed with him, if I'm being honest. I think he's come in and done really well. Um, but I, I, I like him on the right. I like him on the yeah. right. Um, I thought Ollie Craigshaw would give a little bit of energy when it came on. He was chasing lost causes and almost created a chance at the end. But for Another me, the debut for us. Yeah, Asgard. Nice feet. Not that I could see them properly, you know, on my computer screen. But um, I heard Ashorton said that we're both feet, so I'll take his word for it. Uh, I think it's a size eight, isn't it? Not sure. No, there's no easy. It's Scandinavian. They all have nice feet, Scandinavian, isn't they? He's got George Smith's feet. They were very small. <laughs> I think he was a size fours, were he? A size threes, George yeah. Smith. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've drifted here. A bit like us last night. This is how it went, wasn't it? Started going and then they drift, it had just drift out. Um, I hope we're a lot more penetrative on Saturday. Oh, good word, uh, I've been yeah, well, that's that's. I think that's what we need. I mean, Wilkeen runs around a lot, but he doesn't actually do very much. Um, so, come on, Will. I think the thing uh, is with, with that, they need to find him, don't they? When you when you you know, it's, it's all well and good making space and create, but if nobody can find you because they don't know where you're going to be, it's there's there's a lot on that understand. You know, we're still like Adam said with the two centre halves, we're still patching a team together. It, 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 yeah. It's, it's, you know, you remember Gary Caldwell's team. Ten games into the season, we were still hit and miss, and then it 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 just clicked, and off we went and won the league. Yeah, but we signed yeah. Ali Wilshot. Man. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that was that was the big boost. Yeah, but that, I mean, we were doing. He we're was doing a, okay, weren't we? But he, he was a what's his signing, wasn't he? A, a, a January signing. October. No, no. Wasn't October. He? Yeah. All right. He signed permanently in January. Right, ah, right, okay, yeah, that's right. October was this. Yeah, yeah. that's what I get hey. that from then. Mm-hmm. Brains, memories. So it doesn't affect your memory, COVID. <laughs> um, I suppose the one thing you've got to look at is, you know, the goal difference, obviously, is we're on minus six now. But we, um, I'm, we're in the bottom four on goal difference. Um, obviously we've got two wins and then we've had three draw, uh, three losses on the bounce. Now that sounds bad, doesn't it, if you say that? But a win and results go for you, you're up to 13th. 
in the blink of an eye. It's even though Hull are top of the league on eighteen points, you know, it's easy to make up these points in this league, like Paul was saying. We can get on a run and we could go places, couldn't we, in no time well, at we're all. Not, we're not 22 off them last year, Si, from January, Hull City. We're not 22 points off them. So. So Bobby Hagraff were coming for you. Yeah. Um, right then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I mean, Barry's now obviously been brought on for after a, a, a first-half injury, so we've had to bring him on at uh, half-match fitness. Um, takeover time. Let's have a discussion around the takeover. Barry, have you uh, had any conversations with Mr. Krasner or <coughs> or anything like that? Is there anything that you know? I, I mean, I've not spoken to you for a, uh, a few days. Nothing I can say on uh, in public is there really, which you do know. So you put me on the spot there, but um, uh, it's going through. It's with the EFL. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm a lot less excited than I was two weeks ago. I'll say that. Not about the fact we're being taken over by the people who are overtaking us or taking us over. All right, okay. That's it, full stop. No more to be said. Okay. Um, Adam, have you, have you heard anything or read anything or any updates? No, I, I mean, to be honest, I made a conscious decision a few weeks ago to stop basically reading stuff into what's going on on social media really I just I don't see any point in it I, I kind of know what the framework is it'll be over to the EFL um, that's where it's at I don't think anything is really too far removed from what Kras- Gerald Krasner had, had told us in the timeline I think just just be patient it might not be what necessarily we want it to be but Ultimately, it's better than being liquidated. <laughs> that's the one. That's the thing we've just got to just got to think that we've got got to get the takeover done because uh, we're running out of money, aren't we? You know, end of the day, you know. So, worst case scenario, it buys us a little bit of time. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see, won't we? We'll just have to see. No point worrying about it at the moment. No, no, Paul. Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, just. Very much echo what Adam just said, um, which is, it's better than being liquidated. You know, we're still there, we're still going, we're still fighting. Um, you know, we, the, the, there was a hail of love when these these people were announced, um, and that seems to, at the moment, have evaporated. Um, time will tell whether or not that is justified. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's good to see the reserve. Uh, the the youngsters got a, a three nil win uh, today, Wednesday, the day of recording, against Charlton Athletic. And there was a number of um, so as we have to call them first teamers now um, that were part of the uh, the team. Ollie Crankshaw got a goal. Charlie Jolly got a, a double and a comfortable win for Latics, which is uh, is back on track with their second victory of the Development League season. Um, interesting team from from Wigan. So you've got um, Owen Evans, uh, Crankshaw, Jack Sanders, Adam Long, uh, Robinson, Barbara Dico, uh, Perry, uh, Benig, Benig, uh, sorry, uh, Benig, that's the one. Asgard, Jolly, and Joseph. You know, Asgard obviously came on. Uh, Crankshaw came on last night. 
um, and we're back out and played those two lads played 90 minutes what's, what's happened to Obi? Obi? Injured. Uh, injured did he? Uh, did he get injured? He's, has, he been, has he played? He got caught. did he get Covid? or was that Adam Long? That was, that was Long wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been injured. Yeah. So, um, lots of first yeah. team experience now on the 23s. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of first teamers. Um, a lot of first teamers. But it's good to see them, you know, the, the, that squad's still together and they're still doing um, bits and pieces um, together. Um, 18s the, as well, sir. Yeah, the 18s. Yeah. Um, Again. Play? I can't. I can't for life me think who they played, but yeah, another. Colchester, it was Colchester, I think. Yeah, Being Colchester yeah. quite comfortably, didn't they? I think. Yeah. Um, going, going really well. Here's, I mean, it's one for you lots uh, to have a think about um, the older generations. Um, esports, tri- Wigan trials have um, carried on. Um, I don't know if you know much about esports, Barry, and uh, the, the trials that are going on. I do, the, yeah. So, oh, you do? Oh, oh. Have you have you have you had a trial for the Latics uh, FIFA? I'm I'm more sensible soccer me than FIFA, to be honest. See, I'm I'm pet. No, I'm not. I like I like I do. Like I'm I'm, uh, I'm Gaza to me on the spectrum. Forty eight. Yeah. Uh, Ocean Software Match Day was mine. John yeah. Rittman and somebody else. I can't remember what the other fellow's name was that wrote it. Well, they kick off. Do you remember kick off? Kick off one and two. Yeah, the, the controls got more complicated and it got beyond yeah. what I was prepared to learn. I went into other yeah. games instead. If you, Italian uh, United was a good one. If you don't know what uh, Paul's on about, it'll be in a museum as an antique something. <laughs> Bloody well, you're right there. Um, there's, quite, there's quite a few, you know, games are coming thick and fast, aren't they, at the minute? I think we're playing, uh, I was looking the other day, playing like Saturday, Tuesday, most days, uh, most weeks through... Um, now till the end of November, aren't we? That's I know I've, I've booked in some stuff on a Tuesday evening, and I'm um, I, I didn't realise that we had games, so I'm gonna be missing the first half of a lot of games because they're all being brought forward to seven pm as well. So I'll leave yeah, that, that makes sense, doesn't it? When there's no crowds there, no nobody's got to travel. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, talking of going back to the two games and the crowds. Um, it was mentioned in commentary how difficult it is to get ahead of steam up at the back end of a game. Um, yeah, you've not got the roar of the... No, the, you've got the, the back end, even away. It just... It's, it's just not the same, is it? Well, no, and I think, you know, there's a lot to be said about... Um, some. I heard someone say that there are like, a lot of them are like training games now. You know, you know crowds, and that's why you're getting some bizarre scores like the Liverpool Villa game of the week. I mean, albeit Villa are top of the Premier League unbeaten, but seven two is you know it's something else, isn't it? It's what you mean like eight nil? You mean like eight nil, Si? Yeah, <laughs> Wigan the whole. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that comes from the players not feeling it as much, doesn't it? And if you know they lose, they lose. They, they... I guess what I'm trying to say is they're less asked, which you know sounds derogatory but, to the players, but you can't feel it as much when you haven't got ten thousand people screaming at you. Maybe that's what that's kind of why we kind of had that edge, didn't we? We had that edge in that that final six or seven games because we had that 
something extra because of yeah, the, the injustice the injustice of the administration and it, 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 it kicked us on. That was almost like the crowd were there. I mean, every single game there were messages, weren't there, before the match and stuff. So Yeah, it, it, maybe it, that. it was a real feeling of it mattering. Um, you can't manufacture it, can you? you? You just, it has to be real. And, and it, like I say, that probably was what gave us the edge because it was very real. Yeah. This week, um, well, between now and the next podcast, we have another two games. The first one sees a, uh, and the Pirates, Plymouth, Plymouth Argyle. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. That's the one I was after. I knew it was beginning with P. They're sailing their way up to the northwest. Um, we've played Plymouth twenty times. We've won eight, drawn three, and lost nine. So I think we need to get that win record back online with that defeats record. Adam, before um, I come to you for um, the non-feature of Adam Asks this week, um, I'm just going to go through um, the referee. We've got Scott Oldham. Is he from Scotland or is he from Oldham? Or is he a Scot in Oldham? He's not. Where's he from, Barry? He's from Poulton. Poulton Files. Blackpool. 38 years of age. No experience. No, it's for Slatic's game. Oh. game. He's refereed seven times, issued 14 yellows and zero reds. Um, he's going to be flanked by Danny Gratton and Richard Bartlett. And the fourth, fourth official is Aaron Jackson. Um, Adam, I know you, we've been let down by Adam Asks, and I think, you know, for next week, you can have a, you can, we'll let you off this week, but next week we expect what we require. Um, from your knowledge, what can we expect of Plymouth Argyle coming up to the D-Dub? Well, I was clearly expecting to get some uh, information, but was let down at the last minute. So, obviously got promoted last season, didn't they? Uh, having been relegated, I think, the season before. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still Ryan Lowe, who's the manager, um, former Berry, and he took... I think he took quite a few of the Berry players with him down to Plymouth. So they're probably a side that kind of are quite together and they've made a decent start to the season. Yeah. In fact, I thought they were, the season they were in with us, um, I don't think they were that bad a side. I think when they came to our place, they might have beaten one now, I think. And then they really showed themselves up and, and had a good finish to the season. Um, yeah, I mean, the, we struggled the, down there, and then we just came came good in the last sort of ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes or so, and won three one. So yeah, I think they've been a quite a solid side for the last couple of years. They're obviously a big, big, relatively big city, aren't they? Um, yeah. Good catchment area. So obviously ninth in the league. Um, ninth in the league, yeah. So the, you know, you'd say for a team who's promoted, you know, when I the table's taking shape, they've got off to a good start. Uh, well, yeah, probably yeah, start maybe even start minor favourites against us possibly well they, they've played 7-1-3 drawn 2 lost 2 scored 10 and conceded 9-11 points the form is they've drawn 1 lost 2 and won 2 um, the, the, the latest game was a defeat against um, Lincoln City uh, you know who were uh, they're doing all right themselves. The, the third in the league, uh, Lincoln, only all difference uh, from Hull in second. Um, Paul, I'm going to come to you first. 
how do you see the game going Saturday? Um, to be honest, I probably see it going like the other two have gone. Um, or the two of last week, you know, <laughs> we have, we've had a few chances. If we don't get them, um, maybe a daft goal. Um, if we do convert them, then bit of confidence, bit of cohesion, and and off we trot. So I'm either going to say a one nil loss or a two nil win, since we're not like tying to one score line in the competition in this time round. I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah. Well, we we we, we when we were doing it and tallying it up, you had to kind of go one way or the other, but. In in this day and age of uh, no no score lines, we can come up with more score lines. Um, so yeah, one nil defeat or two nil win. Pendles. Um, well, it's his, I think it's one of his former clubs. I know he's had a few, but I'm pretty sure it's one of John Sheridan's former clubs. Um, it's a tough one to predict. I. I Genuinely think we've been playing okay, but the, unfortunately we've not had that sort of clinical edge. I think Ottobar has to play well at the moment for us to uh, for us to score goals, really. So let's hope he has a good game. I think what Naismith said last night after the game: we just need one of those scrappy wins to just uh, just to get us, you know, just to get that bit of confidence up and uh, get us kick started again. So I'm just hoping it's going to be one, even one of those type of games, a bit miserable, but we may maybe get a one one nil win. Yeah, Barry. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be uh, another tight game. Um, I'm just hoping we cut out the uh, obligatory uh, sloppy goal, and uh, we end up with a nil nil, and we can get our first draw of the season. We're not got a draw yet have we so um, yeah I'm, I'm going to go for nil apiece fair enough fair enough and then following that we, we've got a, another game back to back against Milton Keane Dons who currently sit below us in the championship table on uh, five points uh, they lost to Oxford at uh, the weekend or oh, sorry yesterday uh, on Tuesday against, uh, yeah, 3-2. Their form isn't great. They've lost three, drawn one, and won one. Um, it's, for me, that's, you know, it's quite a big game. Obviously, 7 o'clock kickoff um, again down at Stadium MK. Uh, we've played uh, MK Dons only four times, obviously, due to their um, new existence um, through uh, the relocation of Wimbledon. Uh, I just want to say congratulations to AFC Wimbledon. They're due to move into Plough Lane in the in the very near future. Currently playing at Loftus Road. Um, MK Dons have played them four times, one three, drawn one. We haven't lost against Milton Keynes Dons. The referee is Charles Breakspear. Um, he's refed eight games, issued thirty yellows and three reds. He's flanked by Sam Ogles. Demith Bandara, and the fourth official is Abakan. Barry, got any more information on Charles? Anyone can, Abakan. It's a song, that wasn't it? Was it? Oh, Chucky Cam, that was it. Uh, yeah, no, not really. Uh, 
Charles breaks for you. There we go. That's it. Um, it's it, it's it's too early, I think, to be talking about um, lost wins, but um, it'd be good to get a win against the team that's around you because it just gives you a bit of leverage, doesn't it? Um, even at this early stage of the season. Anyone, Barry, Paul, Thorpe? You yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we'll draw against Plymouth. I think we'll 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 beat um, we'll beat MK Dons. Yeah, uh, I do. I think, yeah, I, I'm really I, disappointed that the game isn't uh, a fans' game because it's a lovely stadium. It's one of the best stadiums I've ever been to. Yeah. Never uh, enjoyed that. Great day out that. Never yeah. been to stadium MK. Oh, it's fantastic! You don't know what you're missing. Absolutely. Beautiful August Super day, fun. wasn't it? Beautiful hey, August yeah. day. I was on an all-inclusive deal. Oh. I were fine. Uh, padded seats all through the stadium. Leather. Yeah. Um, yeah. Calamel was sent off. It, it was, yeah. Yeah, that. Obviously, fancy. Mickey, Mickey nice Powell day. with the goal. Yeah. Calamel did it like a Kung Fu kick, didn't he? In mid- yeah. midfield. <laughs> Where everybody thought, oh my goodness, who's this fella here? Yeah, that was for staff as well, weren't it? Yeah, and then they had a man sent off at second, didn't they? Quite a soft yeah. one, but. Mm. Um, Pendle's score. Oh, I've just got a. If I'm allowed to come in, I've got a bit of a. Bit of a preview from Milton Keynes. Um, what I'm going to do is because it's from uh, Colin Butler, who's from the supporters club, uh, and he's given us quite a good. Uh, write up, so I'll st- I'm going to stick that on the Facebook page to make sure I do it sort of justice. Uh, just a few like headline points. Um, obviously, they had Alex Gilby last year, who's left, he was their player of the season. Um, and they've also lost, the t- I think, top goal scorer Reese Healy, so they took quite a bit of money in. Um, but they've got at the back, which must be one of the oldest centre back pairings, I would suggest. They've got Lewington and they've got Keogh at the back. Uh, so, you know, they've, they've, they've added experience uh, experience there. Um, and he seems pretty confident for the season because he thinks he thinks if they hold in there in January, they'll have a bit of cash that they can spend and get a few players in. Uh, so, I guess at the moment, they're probably not, uh, not where they think they should be. Uh, the player to look out for is a guy called Scott Fraser. Not really someone familiar with, but I like looking out for the players that they recommend. So, uh, going to have a look at that. And they, they, uh, he's predicted a one-one. And if you want to follow Colin, he's on Twitter at Colin CPSA. So that's his preview. I'm going to go. He went one-one. I'm going to go for a, a two-nil win. I think we're going to get a double header here. Two wins in a row. And Thorpe. Uh, I'll go one nil on this one. Keep it short and sweet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, has anyone got anything else to add to me to the table? I know it's a, a short and sweet one this week. It's just game uh, review and preview. I, I had one, but go on, Barry. You first. Well, question. question to you, Adam. Is he? Uh, does he work for the CPS then, Colin? Yeah. Have you got a room? You still are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CPSA. It says CPSA. Oh, 
Crystal Palace Supporters Association. Yeah. I was thinking to myself that actually that would be quite uh, quite funny given what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I wanted to say because I don't know if anyone saw again some rumblings on social media about uh, not fans not being too happy with the John Sheridan. Yeah, I mean I'm actually I, I wasn't I can't say I was overly excited when he came in. To be honest, but I kind of thought, well, at least he's coming to do the job. There wasn't, we didn't have a massive queue. Richardson didn't, for me, didn't seem to want the the main the main job. I think he's done. I think he's done all right, and I quite like his interviews. He, he has got a real honesty about him in his interviews. Um, you know, you can you can see what he's trying to do. So so far, I'm 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 giving him a a decent rating, you know, six six or seven out of ten, me for what he's done with what 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 materials he's got available. I, I'm, I probably won't defend him as much as I had to defend Cup last season, but uh, I'll give him a bit of, bit of defence. I think we've got a few mitigating factors, haven't we? Yeah, one or two. Yeah, um, he, he he certainly wouldn't have been my choice as manager, but like you say, he's come in. Uh, Liam Richardson didn't want the job, did he? I mean, he said he wanted somebody to bring it in to work under. Uh, they tried to get Simon Grayson in, who didn't want the job. When he was interviewed, he turned it down. So, obviously, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And uh, he's an experienced football manager. And he, he's, if nothing else, he's steadying the ship a little bit, you know. Um, so, when people are asking for him to go, who, who's going to come in? Exactly. I think I think, I think you always get certain section of fan bases for every club that are utterly impatient, um, and in terms of defending him, you're defending his general experience, aren't you? He's not got that bank of credit with our fans and our club that Paul Cook had, at, you know, when when times were getting hard last season. But having said that, we're still middle of the road aren't we at the moment I know we, we're, we're starting to drift towards the bottom of the table um, but we're not in trouble yet um, and so long as he doesn't get in trouble I think he'll be alright um, if, you, if you lose a couple more games and suddenly you start thinking hang on a minute but like you say you've always got that question who do you replace him with because we ain't got no money to go compensating other clubs have we no, and there's, there's not a lot he can do really. Yeah, there's not a lot he can do because when you look at the squad, there's nothing he can do. It's very hard for him to change it without bringing in, in inexperienced lads. Um, and he's already tried that. I mean, your most, your 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 two pivotal positions in in the team are centre centre mid and centre defence. And he's had he's played the kids in both of those positions, so he can't say he's not throwing the young lads in. Um, we've got a first eleven basically, and as we've seen with Tom Pierce being out and when Joe Garner were out, it disrupts that and it, it knackers the whole team up. So it's uh, uh, if, if we, like I said before, if we get to Swindon on the last game of the season at the DW Stadium and we're still playing football, I'll be more than happy. If we're still in this division, I'll, no matter whereabouts, if we're still in the division, I'll be absolutely delighted because that's yeah. all we could ask for. 
Yeah, and, and you know the other thing, you've only got to look up the road, and that cheers you up, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Look at yeah. Bolton, and you can always always smile. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, just like one last thing. Um, this big six, why don't they just go now? Why can't the Premier League just tell them to to do one? Your Tottenham, your Liverpool, your Man United, your Arsenal, your Chelsea, and your Man City. Man City, 20 years ago, were in tier three, just like Wigan, I know. As I mean, tier three, as in Greater Manchester. They had to, ro- they had to rob us to get above us, didn't they? Yeah. Of so, how, how in God's name are they? Are they a big six? How are they a big six? Anyway, Richard, yeah. Well, you've only got to look at Oldham Athletic, haven't you? Forest, Premier League founding members signed up. But Swindon Town, I think, were in their first season as well, weren't they? You know, where have they been yeah. since? Oh, I, Bradford. Bradford City have been up there for a couple of seasons. That you know they've they've now been in League One two two or three seasons. So United, two competing years get back in. Yeah, it, 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 the top and bottom is you need you know the top six is where the money is in the TV deal, isn't it? There's no question with that. You know, take them out of the TV deal. The TV deal is nowhere near as lucrative. Um, no, but. If you keep all the money in those six clubs, you lose your infrastructure. You, you lose your yeah. pyramid that they're at the top of. Just before we finish, well, uh, I watched Graham Norton all weekend and Arsene Wenger was on and he made a really good point. He said, if, if there's no competition, you stop having football matches and you start with showbiz. And yeah. he said, and that's when it all falls Do you know what, Barrett? Barrett, I did not see it. I did not see it. <laughs> and on, uh, on that bombshell, it's uh, it's a good night from me. Good night from, good night from us. Good night from us. Up the ticks. <coughs> Up the ticks. Yeah, spot on, isn't it? Mr. Thor, we're going to stop recording. What? Uh, well, I don't know. If I press stop recording, I don't know where the recording goes.